Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining our show, Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. These featured small businesses from Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah drive our economy and develop our main streets, creating a vibrancy and creating jobs. This program is supported by Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varela, and CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake. I have Todd Gardner with me with Taqueria 27. Todd, thank you for joining us. He's the CEO of Taqueria 27, and he's in partnership with his wife, Kristen. Uh, Todd, I'm excited to talk to you about your five different restaurants that you have that are operating and um, and how you're handling everything right now as we're in some interesting times. So give us some ideas as far as how we can still get your remarkable food and feel safe doing it. So we decided to reopen earlier than most. We opened reopened our inside dining last May. And so we've been, you know, operating under the pandemic rules for almost a year now. And what that's what that's done is, you know, it's allowed us to and our staff to get really used to, you know, following all the protocols one hundred percent. And Kristen and I are really, really, really strict um when it comes to mask usage and distancing and you know, cleaning and all of those things. Um, and we've had to definitely shift how we operate our business. We have a, a smaller staff, you know, with distancing rules. Most restaurants and bars only can have 50% of their max capacity in the restaurants at any given time um, due to the distancing rules. Um, so, you know, takeout in some of our restaurants has really sustained this, but in other restaurants, takeout is minimal all of the restaurants are different even though even though all of the restaurants have the exact same menus um, both food and drink menus every location has its own personality and its own its own clientele it's really interesting how how they operate um so yeah operating under the pandemic rules has not been fun and we are very much looking forward to warm weather and uh you know some more outside dining You'll be able to take advantage of that because I know I got a lamplighter square, and I I know that you have outside seating there, and so yeah. you'll be able to do the same thing. Tell me about your other locations. I know you're at Fashion Place Mall, Lehigh, Holiday, Downtown. Do they have? Do they all have some sort of outside dining? Yes, they do. All of them have oh. outside dining, and I'm actually looking to expand the Holiday patio, the Downtown outside seating area, and 
uh, do something in Lehigh. Lehigh has the biggest patio of anybody, Lehigh than Holiday. Downtown's a little bit smaller, but we're going to try to double the size of that. Um, and, you know, for us, it doesn't make sense to try to see people outside in the winter here in Utah. I know a lot of folks have built outside outdoor shelters, but it's just, it's cold and it's, you know, it's not inviting. There's no air circulation in these outside things. It costs a lot of money for us and we're running on a shoestring anyway. Um, so we're going to wait until the warm weather, the warmer weather, because you know how it is in Utah. You could sit outside in February, you know, on some days and then it'll be snowing the next day. So we're just trying to adapt to the, the daily changes. Well, first of all, this has been just this industry has been extraordinarily hit, and you have you and Kristen have such a commitment to five locations. And if any, if if any of our listeners listening have not been to Taqueria Twenty Seven, they got to do themselves a favor and check it out. Uh, did you? How have you guys survived? Did you take advantage of some of the opportunities here federally or locally? Yes, we have. We have taken advantage of every opportunity that's been presented to us. We we were lucky enough to receive a PPP loan, which allowed us to keep all of our employees employed, um, even though our restaurants were uh, losing money. Uh, you know, we took advantage of some of the, the small business grants that Salt Lake put out. Uh, we took advantage of some of the Shop in Utah grants that the Downtown um, Alliance put out and you know, we've just been doing everything we can to basically keep our, our employees employed. Um, and that's been our focus. Not only that, but we want to continue to provide the same experience to the folks who choose to come in to our restaurants that we had pre-pandemic, even though it's different, even though, you know, there are empty tables next to each other, even though um, it's everybody's wearing masks and it's not as... It's not the same kind of atmosphere. We still want to provide top quality food and service to the folks who come in. Um, we've worked really hard at our takeout. It's not easy to shift from a, a sit-down um, table service restaurant to doing takeout. And so, you know, kudos to all of our staff who has taken on that challenge, especially in some of our busier takeout restaurants, like Foothill, for example, you mentioned does about 60% of their sales right now in takeout, which is really hard, you know, to do. Folks don't understand that, that shifting that model is difficult. And so we are excited to get back to, you know, whatever the new version of normal is going to be. Um, you have some restaurants. There's one. There's restaurants opening up in places like California where they're nothing but takeout. They're drive-through and takeout. And I realize it sounds like, you know, of course we've had hamburger places like that forever. But um, from fast foods, but they're higher end and they're doing it in that regard. So let's just say, you know, so we get back the you know, things settled down, which it's going to happen, uh, and hopefully some we'll see a semblance of this this summer. W- would you not continue takeout? Oh yeah, well we always have done takeout. Um, we have always, always offered takeout. Um, pre-pandemic, the percent of our revenue that was takeout business was about 10%, if that. Um, so, you know, 90-plus percent of our revenue was dine-in, you know, customers, like regular restaurant dine-in. And, and, and now you switch from 90% dine-in to, if you're lucky, you know, like at Foothill, for example, 40% of our revenue comes from dine-in, but our revenue is down 50% anyway. So, you know, because of the distancing and, and the pandemic. So we're, we're just doing the best we can to accommodate all of the, the, the folks who, you know, choose, choose to, uh, 
either get takeout or dine in or delivery. You know, there's a delivery service that are that does an okay job, but delivery is a whole other can of worms. Um, so it's it's been an interesting 10 months, that's for sure. Well, no doubt. I talk about being tested. Um, so, you know, we have to talk about the incredible food. Where do you get the word? Do you and Kristen get this passion for the food that you're cooking? Where does this come from? So I've been in the restaurant business basically my whole life. And I was a I air quotes, fine dining chef for my entire career. And then I started Taco 27. And that's where it comes from. Um, you know, a, a tortilla is a vehicle to put awesome food into your mouth, you know. And it's it's fun communal dining. It, well, it used to be. You know, you could get a, a table full of friends and you can share a bunch of different things. And, you know, that's that's what we do. We don't. We don't really toot our own horn about the the ingredients we use, but I will tell you that all of the the ingredients are top quality. Um, I get approached by different vendors all the time wanting to sell me products, and I give them my my specs, and they come back and say, "We didn't realize that you used certified Angus beef for your carne asada taco. We can't, you know, we can't provide that." So we just do the best that we can. Uh, we we are in Utah. It is a landlocked state. There's not really a lot of farm to table like there is in other states. But we we use fresh fish and we use high quality pork and we use high quality beef. You know, all of our pork comes from Nyland Ranch. It's just it's just what we do. Uh, the passion is to just operate a great business, and I have really high standards and expectations. Kristen often says that I need to lower my expectations. But if I lower my expectations, then our staff will, and that's just not good business, in my opinion. Well, you know what? It, you can tell it in the food. I mean, even whether it's a queso, uh, the, you know, your wonderful queso appetizer, or your pear and beet taco. I mean, you can just, it, not only is it creative, but you can tell how good the food is. So I'm, you can yeah, taste you. the commitment. You can taste the commitment. Here, here's, here's a, how did I miss the churros dusted with Mexican chocolate sugar? chocolate sauce and whipped cream. Are you guys still serving that? Oh, yeah. It's been on, on the menu from the beginning, and it's gluten-free also. That's one of the things about our restaurant that's fun is everything on the menu that we serve, everything, everything can be gluten-free. Most of the things can be vegetarian. Um, most of the, a lot of things can be vegan. We tick a lot of boxes with dietary restrictions with our food. Um, for example, we don't have the only thing in our entire restaurant that has wheat flour is the flour tortilla that we that we use. We also started doing burritos, which is fun. You know what? I really appreciate your commitment to the industry. I appreciate the fact that you have five locations and that you and Kristen have been doing this for a while. And all the best to you, Todd, and to your staff. And uh, we are going to get through this, and we're going to have a much better summer. And so we'll just figure out what it looks like on the other side. But we're going to get there. Yeah, we are optimistic. And, you know, thanks to everybody who's, you know, supporting us. And thanks to all of the the governmental entities who are working hard uh, to help small business in, in Utah. It's uh, It's been really, really great and really helpful for people to reach out and, and uh, you know, folks like you. So we appreciate it. You were brought to us by Visit Salt Lake. So I thank you for saying that. And Utah Office of Tourism, they're underwriting this program and they want to make sure that we're supporting our small business community. So uh, we'll be by to get a, a pear and beet taco and I'm getting the churro dessert. So all the best, Todd. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at kslnewsradio.com. Just click on podcasts. 
More cool stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.